This is Cardinal Francis George. I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Word on Fire Catholic Ministries is a nonprofit ministry at the forefront of Catholic evangelization, using new media to spread the faith on every continent. Father Barron challenges us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The global benefactors of Word on Fire, with the support of the Archdiocese of Chicago, now present Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, our reading for today, our readings for today, prompt me to speak of the great yes and the great no principle. Let me say that again. At the heart of Catholic spirituality is a great yes to the world and a great no to the world. Getting that right is very tricky. Getting that paradox properly balanced is the key to understanding a lot about Catholic theology and spirituality. Now, what do I mean when I say the great yes and the great no? The world, matter, nature, planet Earth, the whole universe is good. Book of Genesis couldn't be clearer. God made all these things and found them good. He found the universe in its totality very good. Here, Catholic spirituality holds off all forms of Puritanism, of Manichaeism, of Gnosticism. Any attempt to denigrate the world, to denigrate matter or the body, the Catholic Church holds that off. In the measure that creation participates in the goodness of God, we should say yes to it. Wherever the Catholic sun does shine, there's music and laughter and good red wine. Hilaire Belloc's famous uh, couplet reflects this great Catholic optimism. The affirmation of the world. Now, go too far with this principle, what do you get? Well, you get, I suppose, hedonism. A this-worldly preoccupation. If I simply say, good, 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 to everything in the world, I can get stuck in the world. Which is why we need the great no. The great no says, nothing in the created realm is God. Nothing in the created universe is the ultimate value, the ultimate good. When I forget this principle, what do I fall into? A kind of idolatry. I substitute a creature for the creator. Now, as I say, getting this balance right is tricky. And you can see people over the centuries falling off of both sides of this. Either too much of a focus on the world or not enough focus on the world. People idolizing the universe people demonizing the universe. And again, you can see it up and down the centuries. Both those problems obtain. The proper Catholic balance is yes with an exclamation point and no with an exclamation point. 
When you hold those two in tension, you've got the thing right. Okay, all three readings for this weekend are examples of this tension. Our first reading is from the book of Ecclesiastes, which is one of the really great books in the Bible. I'd recommend, um, you know, easily in one sitting you can read the whole thing. Sit down at some point this week and read it. Here's the famous line now. Our reading opens with it. Vanity of vanities, says Kohaleth. Vanity of vanities. All things are vanity. Who's Kohaleth? Well, at different times he's been identified with King Solomon himself, or maybe with someone in Solomon's court. At any rate, Kohaleth was someone who had had it all. When you read the book now, you see it real clearly. He had knowledge. He probably studied the science of his time carefully. He had material things in great abundance. He had sensual pleasure. He had fame. He had power. He had influence. Kohaleth was a mover and shaker. And now as an old man, he says, in regard to all of it, vanity of vanities. All things are vanity. There, if you want, is the great no. Is he saying these things are bad in themselves? No, no. But he is clearly acknowledging they are not God. And therefore, we cannot expect to find our ultimate joy in them. You can read Kohaleth, you read this book of Ecclesiastes, and you say, he's just a pessimist, he's just a a sour old man. Why is that book in the Bible? It's in the Bible in service of this great no principle. He says, what profit comes to a man from all the toil and anxiety of heart with which he labored under the sun? All his days, sorrow and grief are his occupation. Even at night, his mind is not at rest. Is he demonizing the world? No, no. He's someone who is fully participating in the goods of the world. But he is acknowledging that none of it is the ultimate good. It's the great no. Now, take a look at our second reading from the letter of Paul to the Colossians. He says, If you are raised with Christ... Seek what is above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Think of what is above, not of what is on earth. Now, again, you're tempted to say, well, this seems like a kind of dualism. Don't think about the earth at all, just think of heaven. Flee from the things of this world, seek the things that are above. It sounds like a Gnostic or Manichaean or dualistic system. But see, think for a second. Was St. Paul somebody who simply eschewed the goods of the earth? Well, hardly. And we can tell from, from the letters themselves. We know from Paul's life, I mean, how involved he was in travel and in preaching and in study. How involved he was in people's lives. I mean, read the letters to the Corinthians. Read the letter to the Romans. I mean, how engaged Paul was with the things and goods and people of this world. Paul was a good Jew. I mean, he wasn't a a Gnostic. He wasn't a Greek. 
driving a wedge between soul and body. No, no, Paul was a tent maker. He was very concerned about, you know, providing shelter for people's bodies. This is not a Puritan speaking. Paul does say yes to the world. But he also says the great no. Think of what is above, not of what is on earth. See, what does that mean? It means keep your priorities clear. What ultimately matters, the ultimate good, is not something on earth, but something in heaven. Paul living in the tension between the yes and the no. Listen now as he goes on. Put to death, then, the parts of you that are earthly. He names them now. Immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and the greed that is idolatry. That's very interesting, isn't it? What is immorality? Well, immorality is born of an excessive preoccupation with the goods of the world. Where does impurity come from? from an excessive preoccupation with the pleasure of the body. Passion, the same thing. Evil desire, the same thing. And then lastly, the greed that is idolatry. See, I said the excessive affirmation of the world is idolatry. It's turning the creature into the creator. Morality is a matter of finding the balance between the yes and the no. Now, look at the gospel. Luke's wonderful version of Jesus' parable of the rich man. Listen now. There was a rich man whose land produced a bountiful harvest. He asked himself, what shall I do? I do not have space to store my harvest. This is what I shall do. I shall tear down my barns and build larger ones. Then I shall store all my grain and other goods. I shall say to myself, as for you, you have so many good things stored up for many years. Rest, eat, drink, and be merry. Now, is Jesus here demonizing wealth? No. Jesus eats and drinks with wealthy people. Does the church simply demonize those who make money? No, no. No, no. There have been some great saints who have been wealthy people. There is a yes, even in the economic realm, a yes to the market, to money-making. What he's going after, though, in this parable is someone who doesn't understand the no that must balance the yes. This man is so wealthy, he has an excess of wealth. What is the right attitude now of someone who can say no to the goods of the world? It might be, you know, I should use my excess wealth for the benefit of others. Maybe it's time to give away a lot of my excess wealth. Maybe to invest it in wonderful projects that will help the poor and the needy and the hungry. Nothing wrong with the yes to economic success but there has to be a balancing no, or else you fall into a form of idolatry. What is he idolizing here but his own comfort, his own this-worldly success? Eat, drink, and be merry. 
No, the person of faith has to say no to wealth so as to be in the right balance. Just a last thought on this. Some years ago, I wrote a little piece um, on celibacy for a CNN. <laughs> I made this argument, basically, that celibacy is a certain no to the value of, of sex and marriage and children, but it's balanced by the church's great stress on marriage. The church says yes emphatically to sex and to pleasure, the body, to children, to marriage, as it encourages and, and, and highlights marriage. And in the celibacy of its priests, it says no. It says even as these things are wonderful, they are not the ultimate good. Well, judging from the response to that article, which is overwhelmingly negative, it, it shows how difficult it is to maintain the validity of this principle. How difficult it is for people to hang on to both the yes and the no. But it's finally only in that space that we find the right relationship to God and the right relationship to the world. Don't slide off on either side of this paradox, but live right in the heart of the tension. Yes to the world. God found it good, indeed very good. No to the world, in the measure that nothing in this world is gone. Live in that space, and you'll find the right spiritual balance. And God bless you. I hope you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George, and I pray that God will bless you and those you love. Four years in the making, and it's finally here. Our new Catholicism documentary series, book, and study program are now available to order online at catholicismseries.com. Will you help me introduce this epic film series to your parish, school, family, and friends? Catholicism is an unprecedented adventure around the world and deep into the faith. Learn more at catholicismseries.com or call 1-866-928-1237. That's 1-866-928-1237.